Yeah, you know, that's Dan. Can you fill fill me in? Can you take oh, me this, higher? This is a hundred percent, and I'll stand by this day in and day out. This was the best Thanksgiving halftime show we've ever seen. Wait, or was this a Super Bowl? Now I'm going to question myself. No, I'm pretty sure it was halftime. I just watched the highlighter clip. Yeah, or it's fucking unbelievable. That that is where, in my opinion, everything started to go downhill from halftime shows. That was the epitome and the pinnacle of any and all halftime shows. Was that Last before or after Nip Slip? Uh, uh, was Nip Slip? Yeah, that was before Nip Slip. Nip Slip Last was... year's Super Bowl halftime was amazing. You can that's go true, yourself. but I'm no, I, I'm not disagreeing with solid. that. That's second on my list. But this, this when Creed came out and fucking played in Dallas, that was oh, it was mesmerizing. It's still fucking awesome. I mean, I was a big Creed fan growing up though, so. I respect it. The I monk like flying around on the shoots was pretty legit. That too. was dope. But anybody that says they don't like Nickelback too can go fuck themselves. I like Nickelback. Yeah, I know you're gay. You got to represent your, you know, you guys. This is bullshit already. You know. Well, anyways, hi everyone. We're here to do a podcast. We could well, talk about football, Nickelback. Not about music. You don't want to do one about Nickelback? Um, I. It all started with a bullshit SNL skit. Like, that guy fucking wrote it, and everybody that loved SNL was like, yeah, Nickelback fucking sucks. Like, and it was just all a conspiracy theory at that point in time, and they still to this day get backlash for it. I could play you a song that you wouldn't know was by Nickelback, and you would fucking like it. Have you, so, gone, have you seen Nickelback in person? No, I've not, but I would. Mm, you see, that loses points. You lose credibility with me. I don't think I lose credibility for that. That's bullshit. A little bit. You're not hardcore. You're not a true Nickelbacker. I, wasn't, I didn't go to concerts until I was in fucking college, though, too. Mm, you got a rage. First concert, in fact, was uh, after an Admirals game. I saw Blake Shelton. All right. On that note, let's jump back to the podcast. Fantasy football. Got a lot to cover. Three more regular season weeks. Um, we're going to go through two trades, some in, or some NFL news, injuries, whatever you want to call it. Um, we'll kind of deep dive or look at kind of the playoff like races. Uh both um, one seeds are up for grabs in the Justice League and Avengers division. Um, we in the Avengers, or excuse me, Justice League division, the playoff spots are wrapped up with the top three teams. Avenger division still got four teams in it, so we'll go through that kind of breakdown as well. And then we will wrap up talking about uh, the matchups for the week. Um, did I miss anything? Or sound good, guys? I'm in. Sounds pretty good. I'm just along for the ride, anyways. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. Uh, so trades. Um, the first one, we have two this week. And the first one involved me and Steve. And in this one, Steve receives George Pickens. And in return, I received Brandon Ayuk. A 2023 second-round draft pick, that is Dan's. A 2023 third-round draft pick, that is Jerry's. And a 2023 fourth-round draft pick, that is Adam's. Uh, do you guys want to give thoughts? Do you want me to start first? What are you thinking? Yeah, have you go first. Let's see what you're thinking. Because my first line is, I still have zero idea what Nick is doing. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So my thoughts, I mean, I, I didn't want to trade Pickens. Like, he wasn't someone I was advertising. Um, Steve and I have been, you know, talking all season. 
not necessarily on pickings, but just various deals and seeing what's out there. Couldn't really come together on things. Um, I had kind of haphazardly mentioned that I'm really not opposed to shopping any player on my team. And Steve kind of turned around and used that as an opportunity to go for pickings. Um, and he admittedly, you know, came in with a real strong offer. And, you know, one thing, kind of my mindset in Dynasty, especially with where my team is, and I think depth and, you know, just maybe needing to retool, um, getting, you know, a player in Ayuk that I, I don't think is as good as Pickens, but I think it's fairly comparable. Um, if Pickens doesn't reach his, like, top-end elite upside, I think they're very similar players. But Pickens definitely has the elite upside to being, you know, a, a stud. Um, but getting like that high second round pick that is Dan's, um, I think could be a real nice piece in this draft. So getting all the, the 2023 picks, um, I think helps offset that, gives me a chance to retool for either um, the upcoming draft, trades, whatever I want to do. Um, so it was not something necessarily I sought out, but I think it was just something I couldn't say no to. So that was my logic. Feel free to rip it. Nick, what do you think? So... I think they're they're the same tier player for me, and you okay. got a shit ton more picks. So you get three years older, but you get an early second, mid third, mid to late third. I don't know whose fourth it was, but Adams. So mid. another mid to late or closer that to late. It's gonna be late. Um, you know, Steve's got a fuck ton of picks, more than well, can't say more than roster spots because his roster's dog water. Um, but he went guys guy. You know, like you said, Pickens certainly has a higher ceiling, but Ayuk's been really solid this year. Um, I don't know if that changes with Jimmy G. I still have no idea what you're doing. I don't know if you're buying or selling or pushing or what we're doing. So I guess you're just getting the draft capital to either retool or trade. So it'll be interesting. I think I'll classify this as an awkward rebuild. And and, and I think I, I say that in a way that you gave away two years of age in, oh, I'm sorry, three years in age, two years in experience for Iok for Pickens. The question I have is where do you value your quarterback situation? Do you think Pickett is better or worse than Trey Lance? Um, I mean, TBD on that one. Um, and, and I think that's, that's a very fair assessment. Yeah. And then what does Garoppolo's situation look like the remainder of this year into next year? Because this offense is literally built for Jimmy G. Quick guys, dump off passes, yak. Yeah. I mean, am, I, am I wrong? I mean, I think it's built for, I don't know, necessarily just for Jimmy G. I think it makes a lot of guys' lives easier. I mean, look at, you know, I, you know, they're all good weapons. So I don't think any quarterback, no matter what, if they're a quick thrower or someone that throws bombs, I I feel like Shanahan can make him work. I, 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 Baker Mayfield would not fit in this offense, but Baker Mayfield is shown to be a dumpster fire. Um, I think there's a handful of quarterbacks that could potentially be starting that would not be able to utilize these offensive pieces. Well, and, I trust Shanahan yeah, more than anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I get, I get that. It's just Pickens has been the guy over in, in Pittsburgh. They got rid of Chase Claypool. So he has to be there. Mm-hmm. He has weeks where he's looked good. He's had weeks where he's been a little rough, and that's – I mean, this is what it is. It's That's what happens when you play with a rookie QB. But getting the pick haul, I think, is is a big deal. 
Pickens, yes, for, for Steve is going to be big long-term, but your short rebuild, I think, is probably where I'll put you in. I, I don't think you're in a full rebuild. Mm-hmm. I think you're in a short rebuild. I open the three picks in this year's draft are huge for you. Yeah, that was, you know, kind of my logic. So, um, I don't know. I don't really have much to add since it's my trade, unless any of you guys want to jump in on things. No, that's that's what I have. Yeah, I've kind of said my piece, so. All right, let's move on to the second deal. And this one involved Adam and Armand. Um, in this deal, Adam receives Najee Harris and a 2023 fourth-round draft pick that is Armand's. And in return, Armand received... Curtis Samuel, a 2025 first-round draft pick that is from Adam, um, a 2023 third-round draft pick that is Dan's, and $1 in fab. Nick, why don't you th- uh, start us off? How are you feeling about this deal? Well, I am amazed the first lasted this long, so kudos to Adam for <laughs> showing some restraint. Um, Armand, you know, he's kind of traded... Saquon into some future picks and some, I don't know, questionable players. So, I mean, although he did kind of gain points in this since Curtis Samuel has outscored Najee, so the point shave isn't there, but getting the first is always nice. Um, Curtis Samuel is a weird dude. I traded him earlier in the offseason for just the third. You know, he was hurt, didn't show much. He's looked a lot better now. Najee is just propped up on sheer volume. Yep. Does it change if Pickett gets better? Does it change? I don't know if he gets hurt. I don't know. But his volume is absurd, and that's really all you can ask for in fantasy. Um, The big thing to take away from this is Adam has literally no bullets left in the chamber. Like, this is the roster. He's rocking. Do or die. You know, unless he moves, say, a Justin Jefferson for some really good pieces. But we shall see. I just, you know, Armand, he looks like going in a rebuild, kind of shipping all his running backs. The problem is he doesn't have his 23 first and he doesn't have his 24 first. So it's a bold strategy. See if it pays off. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting pieces here that I think we have to factor in here. Najee obviously is, like you said, based on volume. But this is a, the difference between back-to-back weeks, 20 carries, 99 yards, Puts up 8.9 points. Set following week, 20 carries, 90 yards, two scores. There's just a, it's it's two boomer busts in this offense. And this goes back to where do we value Kenny Pickett? Where does this offense go? What's the Steelers option going to be now that Mike Tomlin is going to have his first under 500 season for his career? I think the biggest piece that gets excited about this is that Armand gets a 25 first. Because, like you said, Curtis Samuel is such a wild card. And Taylor Hineke, as they've said, is we're going to ride him until we can't ride him anymore. I don't know if Taylor Hineke versus Carson Wentz is a debatable piece to me. I think it's it's the same thing. Like, James Winston came out and said, hey, like, injuries shouldn't designate who's the starter. Like, I won this opportunity. I should be the starter. And they – they're going to go with Andy Dalton. I don't get it. It's the same thing. Like Carson Wentz has proven that he can do this. I don't understand why Taylor Hineke is getting his opportunity. And that's, I, I mean, I everybody's quarterback situation to me influences 
where we go overall. But I think the biggest win in this is Armand gets a 25 first, and this is 100% a play now for Adam to take it, run with it, ride Najee till he's blue in the face, and pray that the volume stays there. I'm actually surprised. I thought I would be like the most negative on the deal, but you guys are all we're all kind of aligned with this. Um, I think Najee Harris, I mean, you guys have all said it, like it's volume with him. And prior to this week, you know, where he finally had two, like prior to this game, um, he had three touchdowns on the season. Week 11, you know, this past week he had two touchdowns. Um, obviously that just inflates your scoring. Um, and we'll see. I mean, prior to this week, his highest scoring number was 13.9 points. He had one finish as a top 12 running back on the season in the first 10 weeks. Um, obviously this past week he was weird. he's running back three, you know, for Adam, you got to feel great about that. You know, you hope that's a sign of things to come, but, um, you know, this whole like buying on credit, like insane credit terms or whatever I like to call it. Like when you trade like these draft picks that are so far out, it's a real tough line to walk because if you fail with that player that you acquire, it just kind of sets you, it really can have a domino effect and really trip up your team, you know? Last year, or this time last year, Najee Harris does not go for this. You know, he was, everyone was loving him because decrepit Big Ben was force-feeding him. You know, cheap dump-offs. He was a PPR monster. You know, this season it hasn't happened. Can Kenny Pickett and this offense get there? TBD. Um, but I don't know. I, I've never been a huge Najee fan, so I'm probably just way too biased to re- review this deal. Um Adam obviously is more hopeful. I know he's a Steelers fan, so maybe he knows something that we don't. Um, but I'm not super optimistic for him. For Armand, I mean, he doesn't have the picks this year, next year, but I think it's smart to start accumulating them. You know, we've seen how our league is. I think draft picks have really ramped up in value, and people are being a little bit more hoarderish with them. So it's probably never too soon to start acquiring first, no matter what year it is. And then when you break it down like the Saquon trade, right now it looks like he traded Saquon for 225 first, 25 second, an early 23 third, Curtis Samuel and Elijah Elijah Mitchell. Um, you know, we'll see what he does with Samuel or Mitchell. Maybe those guys can fetch something, but that's not an awful haul. Um, so I think if Adam or if Armand keeps kind of doing trades, or you know, I think if you're going to rebuild moving a running back like this for top tier value is probably the wise way to go. So I like it a little bit more for Armand, but you know, for Adam, it's hard to say what kind of deals were out there with, you know, these late round picks. Um, Even though first round picks are hard to get, it's also hard to justify trading a good player for a draft pick that is three years away. That's a huge like time investment. So it's tough, um, but I'm not optimistic. End of my rant. Any rebuttals or more thoughts after that? Nope. Bueller? No. Bueller? Just, uh, you know, maybe if he wants to move a stud for some more pieces, it's an option. We get it. You want Justin Jefferson. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. You're probably going to have to take it from his cold, dead hands. All right. Let's move on. Let's, well, again, reminder. Trade deadline is approaching two weeks from Thursday, December 8th, coming up on us. So any final deals? I know we'll see a a few more probably before the end of the year, but make sure you get them in. Um, On that note, 
let's jump in and go through um, some injuries and NFL news on this on the week. Um, let's start with how about some quarterback news? Matt Stafford leaving um, the game early. You know, this Ram season has kind of been um, a dumpster fire and Stafford has been beat up. Um, Nick, do you have kind of an exact uh, sort of report or how Stafford is sitting at this point? Do we know when he might be back well, or if he's going to miss the time? Game, it was said concussion protocol for the second week in a row. Yep. I believe earlier today it was said he was never in concussion protocol. So, uh, yep. No Maybe. one knows. Um, yeah, I if he's in concussion protocol again, I think his season's over with everything with Tua two weeks in a row. Then basically eliminated. I just don't see them rolling him out. Um, even if he's nursing any sort of injury, I could see him easily getting shut down for the remainder of the season, which isn't great for Stefan since his he's losing percent. He lost, um, or possibly losing Stafford. So you're relying on Goff and Cousins Cousins to win you a championship with already being down Cup and some other pieces. Is Brissette sure on the outs? Like, is that a thing? Well, Watson can start practicing. When Watson's back, they said he's a starter. Yeah. And when he's eligible to play week 13. I mean, Jared Goff hasn't looked bad. He had a bad week against the Giants. Don't get me wrong, but he's been okay-ish. He hasn't broke fifteen points in the last three weeks. In the last five weeks, he's averaging like fourteen points a game. If you want to go back further, really after the first four weeks in the season, he's kind of tapered yeah, after off the Seattle, severely. He has sucked. So yeah, I mean, he threw put up eighteen against Miami. Yeah, but. Five, I mean, that's his best six game. against New England. No, I get that. I mean, Dallas, like it. He, he plays Buffalo this week. That's a tough matchup. Yeah, plays, Minis- plays Minnesota. Getting. Yeah, um, let's talk about my guy. Let's do that. Williams let's back. go. I think he got does it. James Williams. Week? They initiated the window, so right. not he's, necessarily, got he's got twenty. Yep, he's got three weeks to potentially suit up, but at the very least, he's practicing right now. So, absolutely a good sign yeah. for that offense. Regardless, I. I think Stafford's done. I think they're going to shut him down. There's no point in throwing out him this season. They don't stand a chance. I don't see it. It's hard to argue against that. And I own Stafford in the league, and this becomes a couple questionable pieces as to what I view and how the other pieces around this offense go. Cam Akers, this is a win or loss for him. Um, well, that's a definite big win with them waving their running back today. Well, yeah. More on that we'll get, later. More on that later, yep. The receiver situation. What does the tight end situation look like? I mean, there's a lot of pieces that play into this. and I don't know if John Wolford is going to be able to have that kind of pick-me-up that this offense needs. Well, yeah, that's the big bitch for Stefan, too, is he, had, he just traded for Allen Robinson, and he lost Ertz, and his fill-in is Higby. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, at this point, you know, Nick, it sounds like you're probably against the idea. But if he doesn't want to rely on um, Jared Goff, he doesn't want to rely on Kirk Cousins. Is there another quarterback, you know, out there that he can potentially acquire? Um, The only one that looks obvious for me is potentially Jimmy Garoppolo from Chris. But I mean, is that just 
more of the same when you look at his roster? Or is that a potential difference maker? Because uh, we know in this league how valuable quarterbacks are and how, I don't want to say impossible, but unless you have picks and a lot of premier assets, very difficult to see that deal getting done. What the fuck does he trade? He's got four fourth round, four fourth round picks. Yeah. His, his chamber's getting empty too. Nope, that's very fair. I mean, I think there might be an opportunity maybe for a late Matt Ryan play. Maybe a Taylor Hineke, depending on how the situation goes. But but if you're Adam, you'd have, you'd yeah, you're Adam, you don't phone. want to fucking move move depth, no. Well, especially to Stefan. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, correct. I'm just saying, those are the other like cheap names I value. Oh, yeah. In a normal, if they were on any other team, I think that makes complete sense. But Adam's just going to laugh if Stefan reaches out. Or he's going to ask for like Nick Chubb or Aaron Jones. Something <laughs> insane. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to the other quarterback. And this one isn't necessarily an injury um, unless you call um, just demoralizing the Jets defense. Well, there is one running our quarterback injury that does have a huge effect in our league. What's that? Justin Fields. Oh, yeah. We could talk yeah. about Justin Fields. Um, Allegedly dislocated, non throwing, but then it came out today that it wasn't dislocated and most likely is the UCL, if that's a thing. So that's UCL is in the elbow, just being a baseball guy. His was a shoulder, which doesn't make make any sense because it's in the elbow, your older collateral ligament. That's what Josh Allen's dealing with right now, right? Yes, it's it's a shredded UCL. You can still do it, but your elbow gaps when you throw it with the torque and velocity that you have. Good thing he just runs. And you're not wrong. Yeah, I mean, that's a big one. I definitely don't see him playing this week. Um, which kind of hurts Sam. Luckily, he's got Burrow and <laughs> good old Gino. And he's Gino. got Wolford, which could play could huge come into play. Yeah. But I think that's a pretty big injury since Fields is literally went Super Saiyan. I saw a stat for like the last four weeks. The gap between him and the second most points scored is the same as the second most points scored and the 33rd most points scored in that time frame. So he's just been insane. And losing that hurts when, you know, we're going to talk about playoffs more, but that number one scene in Avengers between Zane and Sam is getting a lot more interesting. Big time. I mean, Fields is QB4 on the year. And granted, that's yeah, mostly been insane. The last couple weeks here one two three four passing one two three four five six rushing touchdowns that his legs yeah. are making this offense that much better and, and with the bear yeah. season there's no real reason to rush him back we've seen what we wanted i say yeah. weeks i'm a bears fan but i mean he's he's our franchise and Correct. why risk our franchise for a team that has the number three pick right now. Nope. Tank, get a better draft pick. Trade it for assets. Trade it for a golf-type package, and the Bears are on their way. Thrive. That one could be a big one to monitor. Um, And they still have have a bye week coming up at week 14. Yep, I agree with that. I mean, it'd be very interesting to say it because everything you hear from the Bears, it's like, oh, it's week-to-week or a season-ending injury. Yeah, I think Iberflus today was like, oh, yeah, you know, we consider him day-to-day, but... He also could be done for the season. So, oh, all right, let's go. Yeah, not ideal. Um, all right, last or next quarterback, um, Zach Wilson um, did not have a stellar game against the Patriots and did not have the the most inspiring press conference 
um, in terms of taking blame. Um, it seems like that locker room is really becoming divided on him and um, that defense is souring to the play and uh, lack of effort on his side. Um, you know, this is, how do we feel about Zach Wilson and his um, situation for this year and maybe going forward? Is this starting to become a potential end of the road for him? They averaged 2.7 inches of play in the second half. Yep. Um, I think they're souring on him. New York's souring on him. I think he's on his way out there. He hasn't really ever, at least to me, kind of shown that he can do it. He's had flashes, very Sam Darnold-esque, but he's very Sam Darnold-esque. It just doesn't look like he can put it together. I just and I want to read. I think he's on his way out. Like this, like for those of you that don't know, the whole Milf Slayer story is the worst thing that ever happened to this franchise. And once we had a QB get strip sacked by a close friend's ass cheeks, Zach throws for ninety eight yards and two picks, and our fans say he's got a dog in him. Can confirm that he's got dog in him. I think the more I see him play, I know it's Shih Tzu. That's fucking embarrassing. That's yeah, your fun. head coach saying that about you is not great. That is, I is there any bigger dumpster fire of an analysis you can get? Granted, I had a Shih Tzu bit me once, but that's not the case. Outside of that, I mean, this is embarrassing. That is the most ruthless thing you can get for support in this organization. And for the Jets to be at the standings they are, with how bad their quarterback play is, mm-hmm. is a testament to their defense. And if they can get somebody that's able to move the ball, yes, you know, we have the the injury at running back. We have Elijah Moore, who I think intentionally ran out of bounds to finish that game. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. I think Elijah Moore yeah. said, fuck you, New York Jets. Get fucking rid of me. Um, but, yeah, there's – are the Jets ever a decent franchise? Do we get to the point in time where the New York Jets are the New York Jets? I mean, if they had any other quarterback, they'd be pretty awesome, wouldn't they? Pretty fucking good. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be their starter next year. If the the Niners let him leave, the Jets are going to be paying him a lot of money. That's my call right now. And I think with the pieces that are in play, Mm -hmm. I think it's a great opportunity. Oh, big time. When you get the Niners connection, you know, the... The wide receivers, you know, the offensive line, if Brees Hall could come back healthy, it's a no-fucking-brainer with that defense. I mean, that would be huge. Um, but, I mean, at this point, does Zach Wilson get benched? Well, yes or no? Nick? Oh, for sure. Your coach talking to you about like that and your defensive players liking tweets saying how he's terrible isn't great. Dan? Yes yeah, no? give me give me Mike White. Let's let's ride that train. Give me the Mike White train all over again. Fuck that. Flacco had him killing it in the beginning of the season. Yeah, Flacco's been benched though. Mike White's been the guy. It'll be or been inactive, excuse me. But no, that's something to monitor. And it'll be interesting because we've seen everyone on that offense suck. So do we see you know Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Nick's boy, Conklin, um, some running back, you know, emerge and kind of be fantasy relevant. TBD. Yeah, I don't. I don't see a lot of upswing on the Jets' offense, even with a QB change. I mean, the bar is so low. I definitely see upside, or I definitely see an upswing. I, the only one I see an upswing in is Michael Carter and James Robinson. 
Run right. the ball. Run the ball. Let's piggyback off that. Let's talk about some running backs. We had two surprise cuts this week. The first one, after many disappointments, many fumbles, Melvin Gordon is on the way out in Denver. Um, that opens the way for probably Latavius Murray to be the guy. Um, is Melvin Gordon, is is he going to the glue factory, or can he go to a new spot and be relevant this year? I think he's going to a roster that just made a roster opening at running back today. But don't say that shit. But will he be, be be relevant, or is this just a name still? Like he's more of a name than an actual. Name. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's just a name. And, and Kenosha boy, all of us grew up there. Like we watched him play football. Mm-hmm. We'll give him his props and his credits. All right, dude, that motherfucker owes me three dollars. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Bottom uh, Colvin and Kev- and Kevin probably gave him a HJ. So we're just gonna let that sit as it goes. But yeah, I. Melvin's really tapered off over the last couple of years, and it's been sad to see. But it's yeah, he, I think he's a he's a name, nothing more than a name. He's got a case of the fumbleitis. Let's see if any team it's gives really him trust. Bad. But I don't know. I don't think a playoff team is going to want to bring in a fumbler. So, and if I don't know, maybe he can go somewhere and just get junk yards on a crappy team. But who really wants to bring in a ten-year vet at the position when you could start anyone else? No, but no. big upswings for Seth on Latavius Murray, though. I think this yeah. is a big, huge win for him. Oh, for sure. Um, let's move on to the running back Nick alluded to, Daryl Henderson. That was kind of a surprise cut. He is on his way out with the Rams. Um, does he reemerge somewhere? Because he's on the younger side. It's not like he's old. And for the most part, I mean, he's been okay. Like, he hasn't been atrocious like Melvin Gordon, I, I don't think, at least. How are we feeling about his opportunity going forward? I just don't see a spot where he has shown enough that he can go in and take anything. I think if anything, he's going to go in and ruin somebody's, you know, kind of bell cow status. Mm -hmm. But I don't think he'll go to a spot where he's going to be super relevant. He 100% slept with some coach's daughter. (laughs) That's the only explanation I have. And I'm a Cam Akers owner. Like, I, the bipolarness that this organization has to get rid of Henderson to keep Acres, I love. Thank you. But this is not a. I, he had to have done something detrimental to the organization, or they're just shelling him for pure we suck status mm-hmm. to go there. I think this is a. This is a franchise move. Let's let's shell the the depth, get rid of the contract, build the cap space that we have, and go from there. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what comes out. We've seen a lot of running backs of late, like teams just not putting up with bullshit. You know, we saw Eno Benjamin and Kylan Hill cut, and they've kind of, both teams have more or less kind of said, like, know your place, don't ask for playing time. It'll be interesting if Henderson was, if it'll come out in the next day or two that he was kind of rocking the boat, uh, wanting more stuff, Um, which, you know, no disrespect to Cam Akers. I think Henderson's probably been the better back in that backfield, but he doesn't have a job, so that doesn't really matter right now, I guess. I mean, 39% to 6% on snap count in the most recent game against New Orleans is kind of a telltale sign. Um, 57% against Arizona compared to 17%, and neither of which had big production. Six for 22 for Cam, six for 21 for Daryl. It's not great either way. 
And like we talked about, this organization is going to try and suck. Mm-hmm. I th- it's an interesting play for sure. All right, let's move on to the last injury this year or this week. Um, Kyle Pitts. It looks like he's going on IR. Um, have they said is it a season ender, Nick, or just? Um, he's already on IR, and from what I've heard, it's six to eight weeks. Great so two. Guessing that's the season. Yeah, that probably checks out. For those of you that don't know, the MCL is on the inside of the knee, whereas the PCL is on the outside of the knee. And the ACL is in the middle? Ah, uh, front. Oh, in the middle and the front? Ah, uh, yes, it's above the patella tendon. Sure. Thank you, doctor. Yeah, we'll let the, we'll let the dentist correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> or the foot doctor. Or, um, or the foot doctor, yes. Um, Nick, I mean, for your team, obviously, this is a small win. <laughs> you get... Yeah. You Although London points. might be more relevant. So I don't know. I London could absorb the two, three points Pitts was putting up, which is a wash. Felipe Franks. Who the fuck is that? Backup quarterback? No, it's a fucking backup tight end. No, he used to be Stephens a quarterback. Add. <laughs> he used to be a quarterback. Felipe Franks. Did he? For Arkansas? Oh, shit. oh, yeah. He was a quarterback before. Way back when. Right. Fucking but... Felipe Franks and fucking... Where's the other ass at? McCole Pruitt. Jesus Christ. Those are some names. All right. Um, anything else with these injuries and or news? And, or should we move on? I'm done with this shit. Wait, yep. There is one good thing. What's that? The fantasy gods taketh. Zach Wilson getting bench. But they mm-hmm. are giving Jared another starting quarterback and Sammy Darnold. Sammy Darnold. Darnold. The, the, Carolina is a dumpster fire, right? Let's just be 100%. Full yeah. Oh, yeah. The, there's no piece of the Carolina offense that I think anybody can be excited about, period. Right? I mean, yeah. I sold DJ, so you know how I feel about it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Dante Foreman, he's a running back in volume. You got to respect that. but And I think that's the only piece I think we can talk about. Tight ends, wide receivers, pass catching running backs in shambles. That offensive line, is it worse than fucking Cincinnati's? Or it's the Bears? It's not, it's is, not great. Who, in your opinion, then we'll segue to matchups and everything like that. Who has the worst offensive line? Uh, I don't even know, to be honest. Who played Monday? The Cardinals? Oh. Cardinals and the, I mean, Minnesota got fucking seven. I was going to say, that's uh, fucking Minnesota game was rough to watch. I think Micah Parsons is in the backfield literally every play. Is his knee okay, by the way? I have no idea. Okay. But But I mean, there's some really bad offensive lines right now. It probably give the edge to the Bengals because they're terrible, but it's tough to say. Yeah. Okay. That's all I had. We don't talk about offensive lines a whole lot here, so I don't expect a whole big. One thing I'm looking it up because I thought I remember reading it, but DJ Moore was actually decent with Darnold to start last year. So it'll be interesting to see if they kind of rekindle any connection um, since, you know, Baker sucks and PJ Walker hasn't been much better. So time will tell, but maybe that could be an uptick for Stefan as he losing people left and right. That could be a boon for him. Yeah. So after the buy in week 13 last week, just because I have it pulled up, 14 points in week 14 against Atlanta, 12 points at Buffalo, 
10 points in Tampa Bay, or I'm sorry, at home, 5.9 points in New Orleans, and then 17 points at Tampa Bay. That was his last five weeks. I don't think Darnold was starting those games. It was at the start of the season, Darnold was on. Oh, yeah. Then he's 15, 21, 20, 31. Yeah. All right. That's what I got. All right. Stacked. All right. On that note, let's jump into the playoff kind of preview of where things set. Uh, Right now, we've got three weeks left on the season. And while most of the playoff spots are secured, there's still some shuffling that can be had in both divisions uh, with both the one seeds and the all-important buy up for grabs. Um, When we look in the Avengers division and we look at the um, state for clinching the first seed and the buy, um, right now Sam is in the lead. He's 18 and four on the season. Zane, 16 and six. Um, Zane does have the tiebreaker right now, though. He's up. Uh, about 80 points um, cleared of Sam in the division and well ahead of Jerry and myself. So tiebreaker wise, it looks like Zane is going to be holding steady on that, but he's trailing Sam by two games. Uh, Jer is in third place at a 14 and eight record and I'm in fourth place at 12 and 10. Um, So when we look at kind of some clinching scenarios, um, if Sam goes five and one or better, the one seed is his no matter what. Um, at a minimum, Sam needs to get two losses, and then Zane is alive to potentially clinch a spot. But, you know, if Sam has two losses, that means Zane has to go undefeated. Three losses, Zane needs one loss, or Zane needs to just lose one game. Four losses, can only lose two games, and so on and so forth. Um, Jer, there's a small window, but he needs Sam to lose four games, and then Jer needs to be perfect. And for me, there's even a smaller window. Sam needs to go winless, and I need to win out. Um, when you guys look at this, how are you feeling about the division in the one seed? It seems pretty safe. It's going to be Sam or Zane. Um, Sam right now has it, but how do you think the season ends for this one? I think with Fields going down, it's going to actually hurt quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I think Zane sneaks in for the one. I, I'll back that up. I agree. Yeah, that's that's fair. When you look at schedule-wise uh, for Sam and Zane, Sam the next three weeks has plays myself, he plays Armand, and he ends with Nick Ruth. Uh, Zane has Jerry this week. He plays me next week, and then he finishes up with Armand. So they both have the my matchup and Armand overlap. The difference, Sam gets Nick Ruth, Zane gets Jerry. Um, similar schedule, I guess, slightly edged to Sam, pending on yeah. player buys. And Zane's a tougher schedule. I don't know. It's just, I mean, it's, it's tough when you just break down like what record Sam needs to go versus what record then Zane needs to go. Like a two game lead, like with three left, you know, we'll talk about me shortly. Like that's, it's kind of tough to make up. I think the big piece to what we're going to see coming up is mm-hmm. literally this week's tight end matchup is Zane has to start Cameron Bright but it doesn't have any good options. Jordan Aikens, tough start. Stoll yeah. doesn't. Maybe with the Goddard injury. And then Jelani Woods, I don't think, is going to play this week. Um, is that a deciding factor in the matchup? I don't know if it is, but we saw big performance out of Tony Pollard. Lamar Jackson didn't have a good week. Tyreek is the best receiver on the face of the planet. Sorry, Devontae Adams, who also sits on his roster. Like, there's a lot of interesting pieces here for Zane that could make or break this matchup for Jerry. 
Yeah. I, I'm i going to stick with Sam, I guess, for the one seed, just because of the game lead. But I, I'm with you, Dan. I think if the, if the tight end situation was maybe a little bit better, I'd feel more confident. But it's just so tough with the... The fit or the top six finishing getting a point as well. I mean, I'm not going to say or Sam does control his own fate in that regard. Hundred um, percent. So I'll give the edge to him. And then, all right, anything else on that one seed chase and the Avengers division before we move on to Justice League? Nah. All right. Um, in the Justice League right now, as things sit, um, Adam is on the top. Top skate dog. He's 19 and three on the season, and he also has the point lead um, by about 90 points on Stefan and about 200 points on Kevin. Uh, so that likely isn't going to change over the next three weeks, barring something obscene happening. Uh, Stefan is in second place at 18 and four, and in third place we have Kevin at 14 and eight. Um, when we look at just kind of some numbers, you know, if Adam goes six and zero. Oh, He's got the playoff, or he's got the one seed locked up. Um, after that, though, the door's open. Um, if he gets one loss, Stefan has to go 6-0. and Two losses, Stefan has to go 5-1, and so on and so forth. Um, for Kevin, the only scenario for him clint- or being in discussion is if Adam goes 1-5 and and Stefan goes 2-4. and um, It's not looking likely. I think Kevin's probably sitting comfortable in the three spot. So this is really going to come down to Adam and Stefan. Um, when you guys look at it, I mean, how are you feeling on this breakdown? Is Are the wheels just coming off too much for Stefan to jump back into this? Is, and Adam has this locked up? Or what do you guys see how this plays out? I mean, I think the matchup this week determines it. Adam 100%. sweeps yeah. him, it's over. Because the rest of the schedule, I mean, they have to play within their division, which... Their division right now has 1-1, one, 1-2, one, one, and 1-3, so... Yep, and when we look at that, um, Adam plays the next three weeks. Obviously, Stefan, Kevin, and then Dan. Stefan, on the other hand, though, very cushy schedule. He's got yes. Adam, then he's got Steve and Chris. So, you know, you got to figure those are two Ws going for Stefan for sure. Yeah, that's Whereas... why I think this week is the determining factor. I agree, this week is everything. Stefan Adam is 100% going to be the deciding factor as to who gets to buy and who's going to play. When you look at it, though, with that in mind, does this give incentive for either of those teams to try to go all in? Like right now, Stefan's spot is, or team, you know, is battered. You know, neither have a lot of bull- or money bullets, if any, left. But if they're going to make a trade, is now the time to make it as opposed to like waiting to the trade deadline? Oh, if you're sure. going to do anything. Yeah. And I just had a trade offer come in, actually. So I think um, Stefan is going to go for it. Yeah, I think there's the the play for it's guts or glory right now. You're you're going in or you're not. You're just going to say, I'm going to pick in the top, top back half and be done with it. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I, I'm going to lean Adam. I think he kind of just maintains this lead um unless stefan's got a ace up the sleeve uh, with potential trade offer trade opportunity going down um I, I don't know if i missed it but did you guys pick between adam or stefan who you think uh wraps this one up yeah i say adam it, it's hard i i've been team stefan all year mm-hmm. it, 
the pieces on Adam's roster that exist with the pieces that got hurt on Stefan's roster. I hate changing my pick, but I'm going to. I'm going to go to Adam as well. And one thing when you look at Adam's team, he's on a 16-game win streak. He has not lost in eight weeks. That is wildly, wildly impressive. I think Stefan has the record, though, for the record. Yeah, I think he does, too. He has a longer streak. Um, and I'd have to go and look at see who has the historical one. But nonetheless, I think it's just impressive. Adam's been on a very, you know, hot pace on the last eight weeks. Yep. All right. And then the only other real spot up for grabs would be the final spot in the Avengers division. Um, I'm not including Sam or Zane. Technically, they could miss the playoffs, but it is incredibly unlikely. Um, so that leaves Jerry and myself battling it out. Um, as of today, Jerry is 14 and 8 on the season, um, and I am 12 and 10. I also trailed Jerry by about 11 and a half points um, in the tiebreaker column. So that basically is a tie. Um, so it'll we'll see how that comes out um, over the next three weeks. But when you look at kind of the results and what needs to happen, if Jerry goes 5 and 1 or better, he's in. It cannot catch him. There's nothing I can do. Uh, the door only opens if Jerry goes four and two. And at that point, you know, I need to go six and oh and make up the tie or and be in the lead tiebreaker wise. Three and here's three. The, here's the best thing about this entire thing right now. Yep. You guys play each other the last week of the year. Yeah. That, that yeah, that's, that's the epitome of schedule making. Mm-hmm. You've got to love that, right? Yeah. No, it's absolutely up for grabs. I mean, I think. You know, from my side where I look at it, like, I don't think I can, you know, I've got a tough, or we both have tough matchups this week. Jerry's taking on Zane. I'm taking on Sam. Um, Those aren't great. Uh, The week after that, though, Jerry's got Nick Ruth and I've got Zane. Those are, I mean, if I'm going to make the playoffs, I'm, you know, going to earn it these next three weeks with Sam, Zane, and Jerry. Um, Jerry gets a little relief against you, Nick, but your team's no slouch with, some of the rooks, if they're not on buys and everyone's, you know, gets a little feisty, I guess. Um, but it's going to be tough. Um, I don't know. I, I, you know, for the same reason I like Sam, I don't like my odds um, against Jer um, right now, just with three weeks to go, making up two games and having to worry about like the tiebreaker. I think I'm in a rough spot. It's not hard to argue. You have Brian Robinson on by in the last week, but Jerry also has maybe wide receiver one in Green Bay and Christian Watson. Um, yeah, this your matchup will all come down to who your quarterbacks play, what you mm-hmm. can do from a running back standpoint. I mean, you get Elliott against Houston. That should be a feast game for it. Um, Jerry's got a lot of injuries. It's going to be very interesting the big piece Cole Komet is on a bye week 14. That's a little tough. So we'll see what kind of happens. I'm going to say that and use the bathroom while you guys talk, and I'll be right back because yay, booze. Yeah, the, the, the scheduling gods did not do you any favors. Um, I just I think it's too much over to come, especially with you have to start fucking Colt McCoy. So that's fun. Colt McCoy and Russell Wilson. So you got two QB3s. Um, it's a rough spot to be in to try and make up points and you're chasing win losses. So I just don't see it. I think Jared gets that last spot. 
Yeah, the the one interesting thing, and you know, we'll see how it all plays out. But week thirteen, I will be starting Deshaun Watson, and it'll be his first game back. It'll be against Houston, and I've got. I'll probably end up starting Amari Cooper and David Njoku. So my season could very well, very well rely on the Cleveland Browns. That's not good words to say. It's not. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, but. Um, no, Jerry's definitely in the driver's seat. Um, it's, yeah, it, it's hard to argue with that. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. It, it is, it's definitely fun that it'll, it'll likely come down to the final matchup of the week, season just to completely lock it up. But, you know, at the end of the day, Jerry controls his own fate. Five and one and better uh, these next three weeks. He's in. Anything less, the door's open, and we'll see if I can take care of business. But not liking my odds. Um, anything else on this, Nick, uh, with the one seeds or playoffs in general, uh, before we move on to matchups? Well, the opposite of the playoffs, the one, 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 two, one, three, all justice league, which is funny. Cause when the league started, justice yeah. league was the league of death it and was. now they're terrible. Not terrible. We're just in a small funk, huge parody, <laughs> um, at least with the bottom teams. So that's something to watch. Um, the fight to shed points seems to be on as well as the people buying. So it, at least with my last two seasons, that's the fun race I've got to fight. So I've been paying attention. But yeah, that's really it. I mean, you got the three-time league winner, and then you got one one through one three all in the same division, which is somewhat entertaining. Yeah, two-time league winner. Sure. Yeah. All right. Um, let's move on to the matchup. Or actually, Nick, do you want to do your quickest 90-second recap of things or no? Sure. Let's hear it. Um, so me and you, Amari Cooper finally balled out, but Russell Wilson sucks, and Kyler hasn't played since the new Call of Duty released. <laughs> um, Watson comes back, but is it too late for Nick's playoff push? I think so. We go to Kevin and Stefan. Stefan just sucked on the start set decisions this week. He just had people go off. Who would have expected P. Ryan? Um, this team's uh, starting to look aged. Yeah. The age is starting to show. The injuries are starting to be too much. Potentially down Stafford and Cup now the rest of the season. I think Stefan's nail is getting punched in. Um, then you have Adam and Chris. Down week for Adam-ish, but doesn't really matter. Um, Chase should be practicing this week, so Chris could be a spoiler a bit. Um, Dan versus Steve. Just, <laughs> la- <Yay>! just laughable. <laughs> I don't have any. Oh, Nick or uh, Dan potentially did. No, he did lose a wide receiver with an ACL yeah, tear, so I that did. could hurt next year. I too. Fucking That'll so be interesting. Yeah, but bad. he gets a wide receiver back within the next three weeks, potentially. Armand balled out, but still lost. The uh, Williams trade by Stefan to Jer is really paying dividends. That one, with all of the injuries, Stefan's got to be regretting a bit. And then you have the matchup of the week. Didn't disappoint. Pretty close. Not much you can do when Pollard and Adams just go off in the last quarter. 70 points for two players. That's rough. Yeah, and literally the walk-off touchdown was 14-point play. So that... (laughs) Hurts to swallow. Um, 
Zane's got his hand on potential grasp in his grasp, the one seed we just talked about. So we shall see. It was a pretty fun week. Perfect. And let's jump into recap or previewing uh, the week 12 games. And we'll start off, Nick, uh, your matchup against Armand, uh, two teams out of the playoffs, but, you know, both playing for different things at this point. Um, any thoughts, any reason to go in depth on this one, Nick? Or um, Not really. I pick myself to win. Um, really, all I have is I'm not holding faith too much in my roster, but with him selling running backs and not having much either, I think my wide receivers will kind of pull me up. Um, and my tight ends, Juwan Johnson. I don't know how no one has come for him, but he's been putting up insane numbers. So I think I have to quit benching him. Yeah, he got uh, like five touchdowns in the last five weeks. Um, So I'll, I'll go here. Give me Armand. No, I'll take Armand in this matchup. Let's let's separate the the pieces to it. Um, scary Terry, Cortland Sutton's been really good. Uh, Josh Palmer had a great week filling in. Um, but I like two and Dak over Justin and Trevor. So I'll take this could be one of those pieces, but I'll take Armand. Yeah, I actually like Nick, and I like his quarterback matchup better than you do. I like All the right. T-Law. This, this is where I separate myself. You, uh, so right now, you and Nick are actually tied. I had an awful Ooh. week. Um, Nick and Dan are at first with 44 and 16. I am second uh, at 43 and 17. Uh, so it's Nick third, bud. Third. Third, yeah. Excuse me. Um, yep, I'm taking Nick. Nick's taking Nick. And Dan's taking Armand. Uh, next matchup, we have Dan, your game, going up against your favorite team in the league, um, Mr. Kevin Ruth. Um Dan, let's start with you. How are you feeling about this matchup? I love Kevin. Um, no, I'm excited to get um, Jameson Williams back. We'll see what he kind of does in the Dallas offense. Mac Jones is Detroit offense. Detroit, sorry, good talk. You wish it was. I'm, I'm on the third drink right now. Fourth drink, sorry. I learned to count. Oh, another fun thing we never brought up. What's that? Zane's got OBJ. Yeah, he does. If OBJ goes to Dallas, that could be dirty. That's fucking huge. So that's yeah. something to monitor too. Oh dear Christ! I hit a fucking ice cube explode. Um, but oh, no, I know. I'm sorry. Um, the one thing I hate about Kevin's roster is Devin Singletary, Gabe Davis. I have Josh Allen. That's a Thursday game. Yeah. Don't like Thursday games. Pittman, Taylor, Monday night against Pittsburgh. Great. Um, give me Kevin. Yeah, I'm taking Kevin as well. Yeah, I got Kevin by a million. Whoa, hold the fuck on here. Spread's only 45. Yeah, he beats that. Yeah, shut up. (laughs) All right, uh, let's move on to the last one. And this is Battle of the One and Battle of the Two. Steve taking on Chris. Um, Does the combined score break 150? Yes. Does Chase play? Probably not. It's my call. Yeah, I, I don't think it does. I think it does. Hundred percent. Really? Yeah. I, I'm gonna. I think I'll, I'll take under. No, I'll take the over one fifty combined. I am picking Chris though. Yep, I'm taking Chris as well. Um, just a complete roster is better than an incomplete roster. Who would have thought it? Uh, Dan, who are you going with? Chris, but I love James Cook. 
he's been interesting the last couple of weeks, getting yep. some some usage. Uh, and last week he just went off for 86 yards. So, yep, I like that, it. That Detroit team is bad. He could put up some more points this Thanksgiving Day. I agree. All right, and now we've got the final three matchups, and these all have a ton of playoff implications. Uh, we'll start with the the brother bowl. I'm taking on Sam this week. Um, Nick, I'm sure you have some thorough notes on this. How are we looking in this one? Um, so I have I have Sam winning. I don't really have too too great of notes. Mainly, it's are you pushing or selling? Because the world <laughs> may never know. Um, I think if you get swept here, go O two. I think you're you're shot. So yeah. I think this is a huge game, but I pick Sam. I think it comes down to the do you get to start Colt McCoy or do you get to start Kyler Murray? And Dalvin yeah. Cook plays Thursday night against New England. I hate Thursday night games. It's just yeah. like it's just forever there. But I really like. Burrow gets Tennessee, McCaffrey's in New Orleans, Etienne gets Baltimore, Kamara gets San Francisco, Gino's at fucking the Raiders. Sam's got too many good matchups here. I'll take Sam. Yeah, I mean, I think I need to see Fields setting out. Um, I And if that doesn't happen, I think my, I have no chance. And even if Fields is out, I'm, it's still an uphill battle. Um, I, think, I think Sam gets the win this week. Um, at this point, I'm just hoping for a top six finish. All right. Uh, next matchup, we have um, Jerry taking on Zane. Uh, Nick, how does this matchup look from your perspective? Um, I'm going to take Zane here, but this is a massive game in our division. If Jerry somehow pulls it out again, I think the lights are off for you. Yep. Zane had some super rough buys last week and still put up the top points. Yeah. So I think his team's just coming in. I mean, he's easily got the best starting lineup, and he hasn't had to dodge too many injuries, knock on wood. But I just I don't see many people beating Zane, so I'm taking him here. So for me, this one gets interesting, and it's what Buffalo defense do we see? Buffalo has been kind of porous over the last couple of weeks. It's not been great. It's not been spectacular. Um, Jamal Williams leads the NFL in rushing touchdowns. Waddle's been spectacular. Pickett against Indy. Indy's been rough. Philly and against Rogers. Philly's been a great defense. Lamar against Jacksonville. Jalen Hurts against Green Bay. Tyreek against Houston is the big win here. Um, I'm gonna say fuck it. I'll take Jerry here. Like I'll I'll take the old man. This could be a fucking foolish decision. This could be the fact that I'm four and a half drinks in. And it changes <laughs> every single time that I say it. Just um, goes up by two every time. Yep. James Conner against the char or the Chargers. Yeah. Give me Jerry. Yeah. Give me Jerry. I mean, I'm going with Zane, but I think when you look at this matchup and you look at like the path to kind of Jerry getting a victory this week. I think it comes down to like his quote unquote last three starters on his team on his week um, team this week. And for me, I look at it and I see Kenny Pickett, I see Pacheco, and I see Christian Watson. Um, you know, Watson has been on fire the last two weeks. Can he keep that rolling? You know, Pacheco, we saw him kind of come on against 
the last couple of weeks and really get, you know, broke 100 yards this last week um, against the Chargers. Does that keep happening? Uh, does he maybe break out and get a touchdown and then all of a sudden just go off points wise? And Kenny Pickett, I mean, we've seen him put up okay points. I mean, 16 last week, 19 the week before. Um, I think at a bare minimum, he's got to be close to that 19 marker. But this or this Pittsburgh offense is potent. Um, maybe he can break out and, you know, go for 20 plus. I don't know. Um, but those three guys are the ones that I'm watching this week for the matchup. Um, I think for Jerry to have a chance, those guys got to combine for at least like probably 45 points. So and probably closer to 50 at least. So th- that's what I'm looking at. But I think Zane's just outside of Cameron Brait, one through nine. That roster is just it's too strong, too fast, too good. Give me Zane this week. And that brings us to, you know, arguably the match of the week. Um, mentioned it heavily in the prior um, topic, but Adam taking on Stefan, this very likely will decide who has the buy in the Justice League division. And it, you know, it's not like it's a lot that you're going to like advance, but not having to play a game in the playoffs, getting a buy is just such a huge advantage. At the end of the day, fantasy is a crapshoot. You can you know, do everything right, but it doesn't matter if your running back gets vultured, if your quarterback, instead of passing a touchdown, hands it off to a running back, like bad things can happen. So avoiding playing any games, that's a pretty huge advantage. So like for me, whoever gets to buy in this Justice League division, I'm going to like to come out because they don't have to play that extra game. So this is a big one. So Nick, why don't you break us down? How do you see this one going between Stefan and Adam this week? I am picking Adam. I Mm -hmm. think Stefan's just way too injured, um, pending Stefan doing any moves prior to, but I still think he's just too hurt and Adam's just too good. Um, so I'm going Adam, and I think this locks up the one seat here. Yeah, I think this is kind of very injury-related. Um, Cousins and Jefferson offset each other, but Joe Mixon has questionable status. Diggs plays Thursday, Najiers plays Wednesday, Jones is on Sunday night. Goff is against Buffalo. I don't like that. Hineke is against Atlanta, and I really like that. So Did you I just will... say Stone plays Wednesday? Goff plays Thursday. You I do not three... plays Wednesday. I'm three and a half drinks deep, dude. We're okay. fucking we're we're on borrowed. We're on borrowed time right now. It's it's all right, shambles. All right. Hineke against Atlanta is the big win. Cordero Patterson had a shit-ass week uh, in week 10, but he rebounded. This is an Adam week for me. I fucking hate it. Sorry, Stefan, but I'll take Adam. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> Adam's team is just so strong. And then when you look at Stefan's you know, roster, not even just the injuries, but just real tough matchups. I mean, Kirk Cousins, prime time against New England. I just don't trust... Bill Belichick to not like dad dick the Vikings again like Dallas did last week. I don't think it's going to end well for Cousins. Chubb against Tampa Bay, that's a rough one. Um, you know, Jared Goff against, you know, the Bills Thursday. I mean, that's a tough one. I mean, I, you know, it can be done. You know, Stefan has like guys that can go off, like Aaron Jones could get 40 points, Debo can get 40 points, you know, Higby, you know, someone's got to catch the ball on that offense. Higby could go off for 20 plus points. You know, we've seen Jacobs do it, but I don't know. It's St- Adam's team is just Adam and Zane. It just feels like they're kind of on a collision course. 
maybe Sam, maybe Stefan could make it interesting and you know, rock the boat. But those two teams right now just seem like they're the hottest in the league right now. And, um, I, you know, I think Anna prevails. And I think he's going to lock up the one seed in the Justice League division. And, you know, for Stefan, this is the last stand. So I, I'd be very curious to see if there's any trade that goes down for him to try to just have a last-ditch last effort. Um, but if not, you know, your retool still the playoffs to look forward to and you know anything can happen you can get hot and crazy shit goes down well that's it i mean anything else you guys got before we wrap up this week's episode no sir no i don't think uh the trade's gonna get done before it ends so i think we'll wrap it up (laughs) (laughs) well on that note, maybe we'll wake up to a podcast, or everyone will get this podcast after a trade's already been accepted, and, you know, we'll, we'll cover it next week. But until that happens, best of luck week 12, except for you, Sam, dying of fire this week, and everyone else, good luck. Thanksgiving's going to be awkward. No, it's not. Just kidding. <laughs>